Hey everyone, and thank you for joining me yet again on the Warrior Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and on this episode, I have Andrew and Kyle from Recycle for Veterans. Now, I met up with uh, Andrew and Kyle on Zoom about a year ago to record a podcast uh, because I thought the Recycle for Veteran mission was so cool. I mean, they're putting together a group of veterans uh, in California to go out and clean the beaches, make their community a better place, helping veterans network, and kind of pick up this new mission for, you know, helping us create a better a better place in our world for tomorrow, which, you know, the writing is very clear on the wall. Anybody that's paying attention to what's going on, that we've developed a lot of trash. Our single-use culture uh, throughout not just the United States, but around the world has led to millions and millions and millions of pounds of plastic and other single-use waste just lying around everywhere, uh, especially our oceans and our beaches. Unfortunately, due to technological issues, I actually lost the data for that podcast episode that I had with Andrew and Kyle. But fortunately, these guys are awesome. I reconnected with them, and they were willing to sit down with me to do another podcast episode, which you guys will listen to shortly. But before we get into the conversation with the guys from Recycle Vets, I need to ask you guys for help. All right, I've been doing the podcasting thing for a while, and it is costly, it is time-consuming, it takes effort, and I need the support of people like you. If you've been listening to the Warrior Monk Podcast and you're a fan of the material and you like the content that the Warrior Monk Podcast is putting out, I'm asking you to come give me a hand at Patreon, all right? Be a Patreon and help support the Warrior Monk Podcast. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash WM Podcast. That's Whiskey Mike Podcast. Of course, you can search for the Wear Monk podcast in their search box on the website as well. So if you sign up to become a patron, you get some access to some pretty cool exclusive gear for the Wear Monk podcast. We have some stickers, some cool designed, one-of-a-kind vinyl morale patches that are Velcro-backed. You can stick on all your cool tactical gear as well as t-shirts. And you can't get that stuff anywhere except on Patreon through helping support this podcast it would help me out a huge amount if you can support as well as keep me motivated to keep the Warrior Monk podcast going. As always, thank you for your continued support. And without further ado, here's the conversation with Andrew and Kyle from Recycle for Veterans. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me again on the Warrior Monk podcast. And I've got actually back to the Warrior Monk podcast, Kyle and Andrew from Recycle for Veterans. Uh, I actually talked with these guys about a year ago. And uh, unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties and me traveling around, I had some corrupted data and I never got a chance to publish uh, the podcast with talking to these guys for the first time. And, uh, and since that time, I've been watching Recycle for Veterans and they've continued to grow and develop uh, with their business as well as their mission. So uh, Kyle and Andrew, thank you guys for joining me yet again on the Warrior Monk podcast. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are both uh, Marine veterans, but you guys have since left, uh, you know, the, the veteran or the, me, the military community and our veterans now, and you guys have started Recycle for Veterans. So can you guys, before kind of going into what the business is all about, maybe give just a little bit of background on who you guys are and kind of uh, maybe like just a little bit of personal stuff on your, your background, where you grew up, things like that. Kyle, can you go ahead and start? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in California, uh, mostly in Southern California, uh, went to high school at Laguna Hills High School, uh, decided I wanted to join the Marine Corps uh, kind of early on. I think like most people who want to serve, right, you always kind of have that 
whole life growing up, you're like, oh, I want to serve, you know, especially you have a, a good influence. Uh, so that's when I actually joined the Marine Corps uh, through RSS Mission Viejo, where Andrew and I met um, early on in high school. Um, throughout the Marine Corps career, uh, I was an infantryman. I was an 0311. Um, I also was on the security forces uh, billet prior to joining the inf infantry where I moved assets vital to national security. I was on a convoy team. That was a lot of fun stuff, but um, that's pretty much uh, the nuts and bolts of it. I was unfortunately medically separated towards the end of my career due to an accident and what led to this moment actually. So, yeah, one door closes and another one opens for Absolutely. sure. And Andrew, what about you, man? Yeah. So, um, like Kyle said, uh, we both grew up in Orange County. Uh, we met at the recruiting station in Mission Viejo. Um, I went over to um, spend four years in the infantry as an infantry machine gunner or an 0331. Uh, I was over there at 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, where I spent time as a squad leader and a scout swimmer. So for those that don't know, a scout swimmer is essentially a reconnaissance swimmer. Um, we come in, we survey the beach, and then we call it in for an amphibious raid. Um, after that, I finished out the rest of my career around eight months or so as a lifeguard and swim instructor um, over in the San Mateo area of Camp Pendleton, which was an absolute blast. Um, and here we are. Basically just drowning people. For the last 100%. <laughs> I drowned first so I could drown others. That's right. You got to go through it so you know how to do it to other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the best that's, experience. That's the good old That's the good old handshake of the Marine Corps. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so you guys uh, leaving, leaving one service for another and, and starting Recycle for Vets. So what can you guys kind of tell me about what, you know, led you guys in the path of starting Recycle for Vets and then what really the business all, all about. And I guess we'll keep going back and forth. So Kyle, yeah. please go ahead. No, absolutely. So uh, kind of interesting dynamic, right? Typically don't think environmental conservation, military, Marines usually gets labeled as like a tree hugger, right? Yeah. Fear about the environment. So um, my individual story, when I was at Wounded Warrior Battalion after I was injured, um, Andrew and I had always been in touch because we just always been friends hanging out and stuff like that. Um, kind of came to Andrew, you know, we both had a passion um, and, you know, Andrew will speak on his passions for the environment too. Um, I always wanted to keep things clean, right? I mean, you see the great Pacific garbage patch, you see all these nasty things happening in the world. Um, being forced out essentially kind of drove me to want to partner up with Andrew and make an impact in our communities, not only for veterans, but for the planet. And what, be what better way to do that than recycling leadership skills from veterans and giving them an opportunity to continue their service. And that's absolutely what kind of founded my half of Recycle for Veterans linking up with Andrew. Yeah. And Andrew, you? Yeah, like Kyle said, you know, I've always had a passion for nature. As a kid, I loved camping. Um, I actually grew up on the beach. Uh, when I was younger. So it's a lot of kind of what had um, brought me to become not only a scout swimmer, uh, but found this mission as well. So living in SoCal, you know, we have, we're known for our beautiful beaches. Sure. Um, Kyle and I grew up, you know, going to the beach, love the beach. And it's been really sad to kind of see how they've been impacted so negatively. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as more people have come, the more pollution of 
has kind of ruined those beaches. Um, so when I got out of the military, you know, there's kind of um, a void that was missing. You know, I didn't have the camaraderie that I had once and I, I wasn't really in a position to where I could be a part of something bigger than myself. So Kyle and I got together and, you know, we brainstormed, we saw the problem, which was the beaches being destroyed and came up with the solution, which was RFE. Yeah. And I totally get what you guys are talking about with, you know, uh, Southern California and Southern Florida have a lot in common culturally. And one of those things is, you know, love, love for the beach, love for the ocean and, and those kind of activities And myself growing up in South Florida. I go back to certain beaches around Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, uh, those areas. And like some of the beaches I don't even recognize anymore. Yeah, and, it's pretty, it's pretty upsetting. Sometimes. Yeah. And the, the state tries, you know, they tried hard, you know, they have people out there that are trying to clean up, but this is the amount of disrespect you see for people. And of course, you know, a lot of times it's tourists, people that, you know, that's not actually their home and they show up yeah. there and they're fine with leaving cigarette butts and cans on the beach and that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you're a local and you're someone that grew up there and, and learned to love that place, uh, you know, it, it puts a, it puts a, I mean, honestly, it puts like a kind of black mark on, on people in general. You're like, you don't want, you know, it's the world's got a lot of problems, but not having enough people isn't, isn't one of them. Yeah. Uh, so people are going to show up. So I think what you guys are doing is awesome as far as like taking an initiative and be like, Hey, let's, let's preserve what we got and, and put this awesome, uh, energy for when what people can do, especially talking about veterans, because one thing that I do truly recognize in transitioning out of active status myself is veterans have like this capacity or just military members in general. So they say veterans just for the sake of, you know, that people still retain that, that uh, mentality from being, you know, an active duty military person, but that kind of ability to take initiative and just get anything done if you believe in it, you know, whether it's, you know, protecting your brothers and sisters or, you know, fighting for the right cause, man, you put, you put somebody that has that kind of drive and that motivation to get something done. And if they believe in it, they can accomplish anything. It's just a matter of having leadership that kind of helps guide and direct people in this direction, which seems like you guys have really been doing is like taking a, a leadership and in an initiative role to help guide other people on a path of, of fixing stuff that needs to be fixed. And I think it's really awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. You, you know, and a lot of good things you said about how Florida and California are similar, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's essentially just the opposite coast, especially mm -hmm. how the way, you know, how tourism works around here. I mean, Andrew and I see our fair share, especially in our San Diego, Orange County and Los Angeles regions. That, I mean, all our cleanups, minimum a couple hundred pounds. It's mm -hmm. it's pretty gnarly to see what we pick up sometimes, especially a, a more recent cleanup we've done was in San Diego River. Uh, we, we worked with the San Diego River Foundation and we picked up over 7,000 pounds. And then um, I know Andrew went back with them again. And Andrew, how much did you guys pick up again that second? Yeah, we were just shy of 4,000 pounds, but <laughs> you know, for the second cleanup in that series, it's pretty incredible. And a lot of it is just due to the tourism aspect, like Kyle said, you know, a lot of that trash runs up river and eventually that's going to get into the ocean or, you know, it'll stay there forever. Nobody will find it. I mean, we found shopping carts, we found mattresses. It's kind of like a dumping ground and all that debris is going to, you know, deteriorate the environment. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys follow, follow Boyan Slant at all, but the, uh, the, 
the project that he has going on and with his, he's basically doing, he's starting the whole project to clean up the, uh, the garbage patch in the Pacific ocean. But yeah. his, wow. his team has really been thinking about it a lot. And it's like, well, how do we keep this from getting continuing to grow? Right. Cause they go out there in the Pacific ocean and trying to clean it up. But it, like, if it's continuing to grow, you're just kind of fighting an uphill battle. And I think Absolutely. their kind of solution now is to start riverine projects and try to catch most of this stuff at rivers, uh, I know they try, they're really trying to work a lot in Southeast Asia because it's a lot, a source for a lot of it. Um, and trying to work at the mouths of those rivers to catch as much of that stuff as they can before it gets dispersed, right? It's a lot easier to clean up if it's in one spot, uh, one origin source versus waiting for it to spread out over something as large as the Pacific Ocean. But um, seeing seeing people like you guys, seeing people like, uh, like Boyant, work uh in a direction to make a difference gives me hope because i think a lot of people right now kind of don't they're like uh it's kind of screwed like you know like let's enjoy the time we have left but you know we've burned the earth and it's it's there's really no hope for it and which i think is such a terrible defeatist mindset to have um and one one thing i truly think is that like i granted people aren't always the best but i do think that we have this kind of ability to when it comes down to the wire and it's like all right it's it's now or never we we kind of do end up pulling through so i think that's kind of what probably unfortunately we're going to come to we don't seem to learn our lessons in that but i don't know my question for you guys is like what's what's the response from people around you and from the community and do do you guys see a good response or is it kind of like people looking at you guys like well that's a nice nice thought but you guys are kind of not going to be able to do anything so honestly, we get a lot of good feedback. And um, the good thing about um, being at our events, right? We, Andrew and I always try to find a way to ride the line of, listen, we're, we're here to do the right thing and also build a community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's hand in hand, right? We try to keep it in the middle, you know? And I think people really resonate with that. They come out, I mean, some people, Andrew and I laugh about, you know, they're like, honestly, I came out for the letter of appreciation, uh, you know, which that's perfectly fine. But by the end of the cleanup, they're like, you know what, I actually see the community you're building here and see the community that everyone's a part of, because we have our eco warriors, you know, who come out to our cleanups, they see how passionate people are for just doing book, doing good by their community, but also making an environmental impact. And I think that kind of ties into what you said, right, like this defeatist mindset, Um time and time again, humans have been tested, right? We could go back in time and look at how many times civilization have fallen. Uh, I mean, even going back to a, a very interesting, actually, concept is the American mindset, right? We have this gritty mindset to just solve any problems. That's essentially what Andrew and I are trying to do with our veterans here is we have the mindset to create change when people are like, oh, you know, it's all all hope is lost, all hope is failure, you know, like, you know, let's just, let's just ride it out. Like you said, right. Let's just have a good time while it's here. Well, what if we did have time to change it? Mm-hmm. What if we had people who were motivated, who one already served the country and want to just be a part of a community, but also do well for those around them. We have people who are still willing to give that little bit of ember, that spark to make change. And with that principle and mindset, we have seen more and more people come out to our events. I mean, we're growing. We're we're currently pretty much all over the West Coast. Um, we're we're just struggling to get Portland, Oregon up and running due to city not wanting to give us permits and stuff like that. There's a but, there's a really deep irony there. 
Yeah, no, it, it's very, it, it is, but um, yeah, it's very exciting. And I know Andrew has a lot to say about it too. So I'll let him talk a little bit. Yeah. Andrew, let me hear your half. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely, you both are absolutely right. It's incredibly hard to stay positive. Uh, I think that, you know, a lot of the times the people who are reporting on the environment, they, they kind of frame it up in a perspective where it's almost an impending doom, right? A you know, dogma have, almost. It's almost, it's yeah. honestly like a dogma. It's crazy. It is. And you see movies like Wally, for instance, you know, which is, is almost kind of like what we're headed to if we don't make some, you know, very drastic changes. Um, but there is hope. And realistically, we don't need everyone to be perfect, right? Or even we don't need a few hundred thousand people to be perfect on the earth. We need everybody to make a collective change and to try and help the environment. So, you know, what does that mean, a collective change to help the environment? Well, it just means on a daily basis doing small things that can help further the impact in the environment in a positive manner. So, for instance, when I walk around, you know, in the morning, if I'm going to work or I'm at the grocery store taking a quick walk uh, and I see some trash, I'll pick it up. Mm -hmm. And it might kind of be gross, you know, to think about picking up trash with your hands. But in the grand scheme of things, who else is going to do that if not you? Right. We have soap, we have hand sanitizer, you know, it's not a huge deal. But small little impacts like that, using a reusable water bottle, uh, like a hydro flask, similar mm -hmm. to this and what I saw you drinking out of, uh, that's a huge, a huge benefit as well. You're not using all this plastic and, you know, it's, it's not going to have to be made because you have a, a need for it. So small little things that we can kind of collectively do on a mass scale, I think really will help to benefit the environment. Yeah. It's those like really small. And a lot of people are like, well, they don't, you know, Americans are so, I guess, adverse to change. It seems like, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's always just like our way is the best way and everyone else is can kind of like just shove it, uh, which, you know, I wear, you know, yeah. So, and certain, certain stuff I'll, I will agree with that, but a lot of stuff I won't, but you know, this kind of starting to adopt, um, you know, green energy at like Florida. I don't know if California is doing it, but Florida, Florida really has a huge push right now for incentivizing solar, solar panels on, you know, mm -hmm. personal homes and things of that nature. In fact, someone even told me in California now, new homes that are built are required actually to have solar yes. panels. I don't uh, know if that's true or not. Yeah. So the state of California, Oregon and Washington state, Florida, New York, all new properties from uh, built in 2021 and on have to produce at least 30% GP. Uh, which just sim simply just means like they have to produce enough power to pay the utility bill. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, not like, you know, and we're talking like minimal stuff, not like you run an AC all the time, which, you know, obviously most people are doing in the hotter states and stuff. But yeah, that's exactly correct. Um, solar panels is definitely a sustainable source of energy, but there's a lot of groundwork to be done as a country to make that work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the cultural shift is there. I mean, uh, we're all about the same age and I don't know, I, I can't foresee the future, but I really don't think that like our generation will be kind of the bridge generation to like moving towards sustainability and smarter living practices. But I think it's going to be 
people from our generation, our kids that are going to really be raised in the mentality of like, not just one click buy every single time you want to randomly get something off Amazon. I don't know. We'll see. Amazon may rule the world by the time that we have <laughs> our kids are grown up, but uh, you know, not, yeah, not just constantly grabbing uh, the, the, the plastic bottle out of the fridge or off of the the shelf at, at Walmart or Sam's club or things of that nature. I mean, what, what do you guys foresee is like just the little things. I mean, obviously recycling is a huge piece of it, but like little things that people can start doing if we did collectively would start to make really big differences. You know, I, I personally think the the vision that we need to have is, you know, a country and ultimately as a species, as a community, we need to have the vision of under, we, we need to understand that doing good by others will bring positivity and prosperity. You know, mm-hmm. we, I mean, I always see Andrew um, taking the time at our cleanups to talk to the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the kids that come out to our cleanups are like, I'm saving the planet. And realistically, from an adult standpoint, you know, it's kind of cute, right? You're like, oh, wow. Like he's picking up five pieces of trash, but that kid is going to tell all his friends right. what he did. That empowerment and building that cultural shift of, like you said, we I, I truly think we are, and I agree with you, Lance, we are that bridge. Our generation is that bridge. We have seen how things have been done in you know the technological era. Like, you know, we were around when the first iPhone came out, the first cell phones mm-hmm. came out. We understand how it was before and after the switch of technology, which is ultimately changing how we as humans function. Yeah. At an alarming rate. No, absolutely. I mean, and look at where we're at now, you know, we're communicating over zoom and, you know, I think that shift, that bridge, and I know we talk about bridging the gap between veterans and the community, part of RFE, but it's old. It's a little bit deeper than that. You know, when you start to hear, more about the change that we need to have it's simply just relaying information to the future generations building that curve to where ultimately it'll plateau and we don't have this kind of issue of everyone thinking you know oh start consume finish you know it's it's very interesting and we i know we could talk about well at least i could talk about hours about that uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do all that though. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I, you guys are actively working, you know, in this, uh, well, I'll just call it industry, green, green industry. Right. And even though you guys are, you know, doing it from a grassroots movement and, you know, selling t-shirts and networking with people, it's still, it's like the impact is there. And like you said, it's a ripple effect, you know, like one, one small change affects a person and they talk to another person and, you know, two becomes four and four and eight. I mean, that's hopefully that's the way you'd like to see it continue to move. Right. But I don't, Andrew, uh, similar thoughts or what, how do you feel about it? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, going along too, with what Kyle was saying, as far as kids, you know, that's, one of the most important parts of building this movement and changing society in a sustainable way is through education. Mm-hmm. You know, you th- these kids, they're, they're the future really of the world. So if it doesn't start with us and then pass down to them, it'll never change. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kyle and I take great pride in being able to not only, uh, you know, show them the right way and show them how to be more sustainable uh, but to also educate them as to why they should be sustainable. I think that's very important. And then, um, you know, even adults or, you know, people around our age, uh, 
like Kyle said, you know, we've had service members come out that say, yeah, I just heard I could get an LOA and, <laughs> you know, I, I figured I'd try it. Well, when they leave that cleanup, they go back to their unit. And we had one gentleman in particular who brought out six or seven of his Marines in his staff sergeant said, you know, this is the most professional LOA I've ever seen. And I almost didn't believe it. And we had a um, colonel say this look literally looks like a nan, like someone, exactly. someone straight up. So, they, so he, he, was, <laughs> he was able to entice, you know, the rest of those Marines that accompanied him the second time uh, just by showing them. And it, it, it wasn't so much the LOA or, the fact that it looked like a NAM, um, it was more for him, the camaraderie. Yeah. And he saw the impact we were making. He saw the purpose behind it and he was able to be educated. You know, he came out for more, uh, uh, I don't want to say selfish, but maybe more intrinsic, uh, extrinsic reward. And then ended up coming back for that intrinsic, you know, that reward of doing good, um, right. the, the goodness of his own heart. And that's an awesome shift to see in people, right? Like that's, Absolutely. that's kind of at the end of the day, what it's, what it's all about. And then what get good leadership about is about too, you know, is like, it's a, about like affecting people's behavior, not to, not just for the benefit of your own, but like for their own benefit and for their own maturation and, and, you know, that mentorship piece, even though this, this guy, you know, maybe, you know, older than you guys, but like, you, you don't always have to be older or more senior than someone to, to lead or to mentor someone. Sometimes it's just about you know, having the right mindset with the mission. Exactly. And, you know, something to even think about too, is um, I know we just sat here talking a lot, like about the opportunity when you come to the, you know, our events and stuff, you get, we get a lot of guys who just got out. They've had a more modern, um, I would say post-war experience, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, when Andrew and I were in, our seniors were the ones who went to Afghanistan. You know, they, they had seen the brunt of the war, also Iraq. Um, I think it's really important, especially when we work with pulleys, you know, future Marines. Um, they come out and they get an experience from us. We tell them what you could learn, what you could do. The whole purpose of just serving your community is the reason why you should be joining, you know, starting that mindset off early. I mean, we even get junior Marines who come out when they get these LOAs and they go back to their unit and they're learning skills. They're learning communication skills. They're not just talking to, you know, their, their senior lances and their corporals and sergeants in the barracks now. They're coming out and they're meeting people who are successful post-service mm -hmm. and have, one, already have been through the enlistment and could give them honest feedback of, hey, like, this is the kind of leadership if you're dealing with this, this is what I did to get through mm -hmm. or, Hey, this is what I did. And it didn't work out. I think those are always the better lessons, right? Those who have made mistakes and they pass it on. It's For just sure. really organic to see it because it was intended between Andrew and I's vision with the company, but it honestly grew into more of a jungle of knowledge for these people to come out because it's just so interesting, the conversations, the organic networking, and that's truly what building a community is, right? Mm -hmm. Letting people have a platform to build their own connections, to build their own network. And I mean, we see it every day at our cleanups and even with our Eco Warrior program. Yeah, man, that's a great segue too, because I've, I've seen you guys have the Eco Warrior program and it's something you guys have developed since uh, the first talk I had with you guys. So can you 
tell me a little bit about what's going on with the Eco Warrior program and kind of what the what direction that program is moving in. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to take that. Um, so the Eco Warrior program is how we've actually expanded our original mission. And that original mission is to remove trash from our planet by empowering veterans to clean their our communities. So what that means, you know, is we've had the opportunity to um, get into local communities, to be able to clean that, that area with the help of the community, not just service members, but also business owners, you know, city officials, people who live in that community. Like Kyle was talking about, that's kind of how we start to build that community and those organic networking opportunities. Um, but now with the Eco Warrior program, it's only accentuated that. Uh, we actually now operate out of five separate regions, which are Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Orange County, and San Diego, with the plan to move um, into many more communities come 2022 and 2023. So that that's it's a great way for us to build out a team of veterans or active duty service members who are not only passionate about the environment, but who miss the camaraderie, you know, who miss the um having that purpose of being bigger or being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and they're actually able to kind of connect with these communities that they live in. And that's the important part is that they're living in these communities. So they want to help make an impact and make a difference in that community. So that's kind of, they're enveloped in the process of the groundwork of not only planning, um, you know, finding places to clean, but actually executing those cleanups and bringing in to uh, members of the community to integrate and to help make an impact. And that's really what it is. It's everybody united under the common goal of cleaning whatever area they may choose. And uh, I think that's important to note as well, that it's not just beaches that we clean anymore. We're doing trailheads, we're doing state and national parks, which is huge. Yeah, uh, We're also doing um, urban areas, you know, and that's so important because as much as we love the beach, it can't stay stagnant to the point where we're only cleaning beaches. It has to be everywhere uh, because unfortunately the, the sad truth is there's pollution everywhere. And it's yeah. almost like, you know, the Band-Aid effect, like we talked about earlier, right? You could clean up the garbage patch in the ocean as much as you want, but if you don't cut off the source, which is these riverheads and stuff, Andrew and I realized that we we can't just stick to these beaches. Absolutely, um, we, have right. to, we have to we have to develop, and like we developed the Eco Warrior program, right? We we basically incentivized doing good for your community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Andrew brought up a lot of great points about wh what an Eco Warrior is, and where it is today, and going into the new year. This program is essentially <laughs> incentivizing doing good for your community. Yeah. You get personal and professional benefits for doing our cleanups. Mm -hmm. Every cleanup, you receive points and you unlock new opportunities from merchandise to could even be resume help or road mapping, networking. It's it's truly awesome to see like the paradox of what we're trying to build here um, because more and more people just want to get involved in general and they're here for the mission. But now we're incentivizing it because we have a platform to do so. We have grown since the last time we even talked, Lance. And I'm actually 
it's actually kind of a good thing, right? Um, the file yeah. got corrupted, <laughs> you know, because so much has changed in our organization. Sure. And, you know, it's it's truly amazing to see all the regions we're in and the focus we have as an organization now, because solely we're just empowering veterans and the and the actual vision statement of Recycle for Veterans is to empower veterans, build community, and to clean our planet through action. And we can accomplish that with our eco warriors and also all of our volunteers. Very cool. I want in, man. I'm going to be signing up for sure. I mean, I've been talking awesome. to you guys a little bit before, yes. before yeah, podcast. We'll, no, we'll definitely, we'll definitely. Hey, Florida, Florida needs. It's it's in our roadmap for sure. Yeah. Andrew and I have been. We have been anxious to just get our East Coast ops going. Yeah. So. And I don't know if you guys have been here on the Emerald Coast, but it's a huge, it's a huge military area between what we've got three Air Force bases. Yeah, I was about to say, you guys have, I think you guys have the most Air Force bases like within a central location. Yeah. Country. Well, Plus now you have Air Force number two, AKA Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. right. Uh, and well, yeah, that's all going to be a whole nother thing too, is what do we do with all our space trash, but <laughs> yeah, right. A conversation. Hey, no, what what happens to the non-recycled asteroids? <laughs> hey, hey, all those, all those, uh, satellite debris pieces going around and orbiting our planet. Don't worry. Future RFB. We got it. Yeah. We'll, that's we'll right. Sure grab it all for us. Yeah, we'll we'll be partnering with Elon Musk. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thinking big, man. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, cool, man. Yeah. I really like, I like the idea of your guys' eco warrior program. And uh, I'm, like I said, I want in, so we'll, we'll be talking more offline about that, but I definitely, one thing about this area that I really have grown to love, I've lived here for in the, the Northwest part of Florida now for gosh, six years, but because there's less people, the beaches are, are cleaner. And, um, but you know, I know as more people move here, as more people travel here, it's gonna it's gonna change. And I'm like, let's let's get proactive now about keeping Absolutely. it clean so it doesn't start to look like some of these other places. So and you'd be very surprised too, with I mean, some some locations we've cleaned up, um, even just in San Diego, um, we've we cleaned up a small jetty slash, I guess it was like an old dock, right, Andrew, mm -hmm. with the San Diego uh PD. Right. Um, the yeah, yeah i would say that was like an, an old jetty in the bay um and that's one of the biggest issues is the amount of boat traffic mm -hmm. um you know it's entirely polluted because over years nobody really gets into it right. exactly um, yeah and i'm sure you know your local rock front on the beach if you were to just go take a look at it you probably pull up quite a bit of trash because i know we know plenty of organizations out there doing environmental conservation and it's pretty nuts. Like some of them just pick random spots and they end up pulling over 500 pounds. And you're like, that's just nuts. Like yeah. it's honestly, it's, it's just everywhere. <laughs> it's just, there's, there's honestly no other way to put it. It's just, you know, we're the whole planet is polluted essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I've been some, some pretty remote places, scuba diving and stuff like that in the Caribbean and, and, uh, and, the Pacific and it's like, you'll, you'll be to some place that is like completely pristine and doesn't seem like it's touched. And then you'll be like, Oh, there's a Coca-Cola bottle or there's, you know, there's just like, I, so at somewhere, somewhere, at some point, somebody was here or, and, or their trash got here. So it's, uh, it's pretty wild how far out the reach, the reach goes, but, um, but yeah, we're going to change it, man, for sure. We are, I'm hopeful. Yes, um, so the question I'd like to ask you guys, like I ask everybody on, on the podcast is, uh, when you hear warrior monk, 
what does that mean? What is what does it kind of bring up in your mind? How would you define it? Yeah, I honestly when uh when I thought of your podcast and what drove me to work with you was it just sounds like because essentially monks is connecting with your spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Connecting to the spirit to the core. Um, listening to some of your episodes, that's what I truly feel. Um, I don't know if that's a true definition to give you. So sorry if this isn't what you're asking, but when no, I think it's of your podcast and I think of what you're doing here is you're just connecting people to a core, essentially. That's why Andrew and I are here. We were attracted to the mindset you brought. You know, we're at the end of the day, we're just trying to build that community core, right? Get the stories out there, get get people together and just have great conversation. So that's what I think Warrior Monk essentially is. Yeah. Andrew, how would you define it? Yeah, I think Kyle had a great point there. Um, you know, I take the two words kind of uh, separately and then connect them. Uh, you have a warrior who's somebody who's well-versed in battle, you know, who's seasoned by conflict, who's seen, you know, death, destruction, and they're kind of shaped like that. So it, it's my experience, in my opinion, that people who have been tested the hardest in those areas become the most spiritual. Mm. Um, and I think that's because um, you can't really value life until you've seen it lost. So I, I kind of view that as what a warrior monk is. And uh, somebody I, I think that really exemplifies that well, and Kyle will say the same, is somebody we've connected with uh, through RFE, and uh, that's Cody Alford. Um, Cody spent time in Marine Special Operations, um, a lot of time actually, uh, through Force Recon, MARSOC, and he's somebody who's consistently seen, you know, some really horrible things in his time during combat, but that's really driven him to uh, not only, you know, kind of seek that spiritual side, but start his own business uh, centered around that. Um, so he's an incredibly wise um, very spiritual person that uh kyle and i both look up to very cool that's that's a good segue to the next question i always like to ask people uh, and he's obviously in the, in the list but uh who's influencing you right now or who are you following in this yeah this could be someone personal that's uh in your life that's a mentor or someone of that nature or it could be you know someone that you're reading uh, a fellow uh you know influencer online podcast or anything of that nature what about you andrew yeah um you know, I'd have to say uh, 100% it's the eco-warriors. Uh, they drive the mission. They help help us conduct these cleanups. They're the reason why we've been able to expand to these various regions where we can now make an impact and share our mission. So, you know, I'm just honestly humbled and uh, really blessed to have people that are so willing to go out of their way and help uh, with our mission and really help us succeed as a company. Um, you know, every day that they go out and they help plan either partnerships or beach cleanups or trail cleanups, whatever the case is, that's really helping motivate me to go on the back end and help them. Yeah, that's awesome. Servant, servant kind of leadership, man. That's, that's good stuff. Servant leadership is always, always a step forward. That's for sure. And Kyle, how about you, man? Who's affecting you uh, right now? Yeah, so... Uh, th the three people that come to my mind initially are so are eco warriors. So you know, kind of similar to Andrew, everyone who's driving forward to make an impact in their community. I think the eco warriors are definitely my biggest inspiration. Uh, following that, um, Evan Hafer, 
uh, Evan Hafer, uh, founder of Black Rifle Coffee Company. Um, I just love his his mindset in general. Of I, I feel a lot of alignment when it comes to using capitalism for mm-hmm. purpose driven action. Um, he's definitely a leader when it comes to capitalist philanthropy for veterans. Um, as sure. you know, that's part of uh, you know recycle for veterans core values. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's essentially what we're doing. Um, and then last is Ted Turner. Um, the re- reason why I say Ted Turner is he's the gentleman who created uh, Captain Planet. Yep, I'm um, very familiar so, with Ted Turner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ted Turner created Captain Planet, um, quite arguably one of my more favorite cartoons growing up. Um, actually, I'm using a mug right now, Captain Planet <laughs> mug. So, you know, uh, he's definitely an inspiration because uh, just the ideologies behind it, right? Captain Planet and the Planet Tears. Um, I'm sure you could see a lot of synergies when you see our eco warriors and recycle for veterans, right? Bringing like-minded people from all ethnicities, all backgrounds under the common goal, just to do good for the planet, right? Do good for our community. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's very inspiring to see that. Yeah. I love that, man. And a lot of people would be like Captain Planet, you know, like, like a whole cartoon show, but man, I, I'll tell you what, like so much of that stuff has such an impact on us as we're growing up, man. And I think that's, it's really interesting to see like a lot of people kind of either hate or love the kind of Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, But you know, like when you're a little kid, you're so heavily influenced. And if, you know, even if it's a source of entertainment, the kind of stories that you see in this kind of media um, can have a really big impact on you and, and the kind of, you know, the kind of role model that you depict. And I, that's one of the things I love that, that Marvel has done more recently. And I don't know if you guys uh, are into them or all, but like, you know, our Captain, Captain America is black now. It's awesome. Like Black Panther, like, like we need, like other people need to have heroes that they see themselves in, you know, it shouldn't always necessarily be the classic Superman white guy character, right? And like diversifying not only what our heroes look like, but what what their motivations are, right? Like it's not good versus evil is always going to be there, right? But sometimes it's more dynamic and complex than that in deciding what's right and wrong. And like one of those things like Captain Planet, man, like corporate corporate pollution is like, it's a bad thing, man. <laughs> and it's like something yeah, that we're, of, we're very interesting in some of those episodes, right? Um, I actually rewatched some of it recently because I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this since I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, I want to rewatch it looking back on it as an adult and now our generation is in the process of getting handed off the baton right mm-hmm. the baton of life of mm-hmm. our our culture as a commitment to our you know our country and also the planet it's really interesting to see like you said the the truth of what's happening out there and you know there is a lot of change i see a lot of positive change um i think the bad always outweighs the good no matter how much the good is, right? People always look at the bad, the heaviest, but I think I think there's a lot of change and I think there's a lot of opportunity for us as a culture, um, especially in the United States, to be an example for the rest of the world, you know, just like we've always tried to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, it was great, great answers for all these questions, guys. This has been an awesome conversation. I know I didn't get around to releasing the first episode, but I think this one was every bit as good, if not, uh, if not better, because you guys, you guys have grown with, with RFV. So, Absolutely. uh, thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast and working, you know, in such an important area with, 
meaning like our veteran community and your local community with with cleaning up and and helping move things in the right direction with with our environment if uh if people want to go get involved they want to uh, go grab an rfe t-shirt they're interested in joining the, the eco warrior program uh where can they go to find and follow you guys yeah so you could find us at www.recycleforvets.com or you could find us on all social media handles from twitter instagram facebook TikTok. Um, our handle for that is at recycle for veterans completely spelled out. Um, yeah, we definitely recommend anyone who, who has served, um, or is currently serving to definitely check out the eco warrior program starting next year. Um, Andrew's interested director of member services here at recycle for veterans. So it was only right for one of the co-founders to spearhead mm -hmm. this community when it comes to building it and growing it and nurturing it. So it, we're, we're putting a lot of effort in and we can only, the, the more people we have, the more effort we could put into it, you know, and make an impact in our country. And That's if you're easy. interested in becoming an eco warrior and as far as that process, all you have to do is go into our website. Um, there's actually a portion there on the landing page uh, asking, where do you belong? Um, so if you click active duty or veteran, uh, which our eco warrior program is only open to uh, as of now, then it'll guide you through the process um, and you'll get to talk with me about you know your uh, intentions with the program and what it inspired you to become uh, an eco warrior and how we can make an impact so it truly is an incredible opportunity for people serving not only on the camaraderie side but also the purpose side absolutely that's awesome um, well, I'll, I'll give each of you guys uh, a chance to do kind of any closing remarks or any last minute thing. Andrew, anything before we close out the podcast for today? Yeah, I mean, you've been great. Thanks again for having us. I think it was a blessing in disguise that file got corrupted. So. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, it worked out for us. And yeah, but, Lance, you're, you're a real one. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, Andrew, it was a pleasure. And uh, we're going to keep the communication going. And uh, we're going to get uh, RFE down here in Florida and start doing beach cleanups down here as well, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it, Lance. Florida needs help. Yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> yeah, guys. we will. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Lance. Another huge thank you to Kyle and Andrew from Recycle for Veterans for joining me on the Worry Monk podcast. Guys, if you haven't done so already, please go check them out on socials at Recycle for Veterans, or you can go check out the website, recycleforvets.com. There you can see where they're going to be having some more of their cleanups in the near future. You can pick up one of their cool shirts that are made from recycled materials. And if you are a military veteran or active duty service member, you can sign up to become part of their Eco Warrior program, which I have done recently myself. Thank you so much for the continued support of the Warrior Monk podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go and leave a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Audible. Please share this podcast with a friend, someone who you think is a warrior monk or is developing a warrior monk lifestyle. And please join me for future episodes coming up. I've got about three or four more that are in the tank to release here in the coming weeks. So I hope you will continue to join me for those future episodes as well. Guys, if you also have ideas for future warrior monk podcast episodes, feel free to reach out to me via direct message on Instagram or Facebook. And let's continue to grow through balance. That's what the Warrior Monk Podcast is all about. This is Lance, signing out.